0: This is Kan Zenshu the Podcast, episode 308 for the week of August 19th, 2012. Hey, what's up folks? Welcome to Kan Zenshu the Podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Han Zen Shu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. What's going on, everyone? It's uh it's a fresh new week. We get a fresh new awesome episode for you. I'm the only one talking in your ears right now. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I do this occasionally by myself when we have something else to come in the show later when someone else is gonna talk to me, so I don't sound like a crazy man talking into your ears for half an hour, maybe an hour, maybe three hours, maybe 24 hours straight. So, that's what's going on right now. I don't know what's going on right now. Do you know what's going on? No. So, we're going to talk about Dragon Ball for the next, uh, let's say, 45 5 minutes. I'm not going to say a whole lot because I have a great topic for you this week that's already been recorded, it's already edited. I'm just looking to drop it into the show cuz it's been another crazy week. So, uh, we're going to skip over the news. I want to just go to this topic, but uh, there has been news. You can check it all out on the homepage of Kanzen Shu that's www.kanzenshuu.com. You know where to go by now. Come on, this is old news, right? You've been checking out the website. You know the since the last episode of the podcast Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission has been announced for the Nintendo 3DS. It's like a port of Heroes, the card based arcade game from Japan with some new stuff and it's going to tie into the arcade game. You can read all about that on the homepage of the site and the website for it open but there's not really anything there. In terms of site content Heath, our buddy Hujio, has been adding to the animation styles guide. As I'm recording right now he has just recently updated with Kazu. Yahisada, another uh, new animator to highlight here in the Animation Styles Guide. But come on, you know all about this. You've been checking out the Animation Styles Guide. Details why there's such a disparity between animation styles and character designs throughout the course of the entire series. And who are these key animators? And eventually, this in-between animators. And why are some of them awesome? And Why are some of them terrible? And why was Ebisawa working on so many episodes when he should never have been let anywhere near this franchise at all ever so that's it come on we're gonna get you over to our topic pretty much right now you're gonna listen to myself and our buddy sean you know him as kaboom one of our forum moderators and all-around great guy talking about key and sensing key and the advantages and disadvantages of it and why do characters power up when they should never have to power up it's great in-universe stuffage little intricacies of the series i'd like to dive in and tear apart Toriyama's writing as if it was fresh and new and as if he was paying attention to it the way that we all pay attention to it and scrutinize it so here you go enjoy that topic and I'll talk to you again before we get out of here for the week joining me for I don't know if it's going to be a mini topic or a full-fledged topic I don't know we're jumping into it forum moderator and battle power friend and enemy alike kaboomster Sean welcome back to the show it's been a while since I had you on here
1: hi if that's my official title now, I quit.
0: <laughs> but it's true, right? All of that is true.
1: Sadly, these things are true.
0: Yes. <laughs> I think the last time you're on the show was when oh god, and I don't even want to mention it, when we started the GT review of awesomeness.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's how's that going?
0: It's it's coming. It's coming. Jeff has many announcements. We just, I think I'm seeing them next week, maybe? Nope, I don't even want to say. Anyway, so, you are joining me here to talk about a subject. A subject that I've always been curious about myself, but... I never really knew if it was worth discussion, but when someone else brings it up, I decided that, yes, we can talk about this. So over on our forum, a user by the name Son Gohan put up a topic called Controlling One's Battle Power Confusion. In terms of battle powers, and this is not really about battle powers. It's more about the innate key or the power that a character has and how it's sensed by other characters and whether it can be suppressed and... And how it's displayed on a scouter, the number almost isn't even important.
1: All in all, it comes down to more, it's it's more about a skill and an ability rather than the actual power behind it.
0: It is, it is. So to kind of give it a little bit of background, I mean, if you've watched or read the Cyan arc, you know the entire point of the scouter, Raditz's downfall a little bit, and even Vegeta's like, hey, we don't need this. We can't rely on this. It means diddly squat at this point is that we know the earthlings can suppress their key level and kind of hide the amount of power that they have or in gohan's case when he's four years old it's kind of he doesn't even know that he has his power it's brought out yeah. by these emotional charges
1: yeah gohan's different thing entirely
0: yeah, i suppose so so we almost have to ignore gohan a little bit here and it goes all the way through the frieza arc and it kind of concludes when Trunks shows up and frieza's goon there reads trunks as a battle power of five Haha, ha, let me shoot him Wait, why is he slapping? Oh, we're all dead at this point. So this kind of culminates in one scene that that made Son Gohan, the user on our forum, not the actual character in the show, scratch their head a little bit. And I'm scratching my head too. The scene in question is Vegeta and Nappa have just got done saying none of this is important We don't care about scouters reading battle powers. We know that their strength is their strength. They can't hide it. And it becomes a point later on in the Frieza arc that... Vegeta decides, oh, hey, I apparently learned on Earth how to suppress my key level. But at this point, he cannot do that. What you see is what you get.
1: It's it's labeled as a very rare ability that most people can't do without actually transforming in some way or another. Got like Zarbon and to some extent Frieza. Right, which
0: is exactly what we see later on. So the scouters are out the window. They can't change their power. The Earthlings can. That's interesting. Okay. so what does Nappa do? He proceeds to power up in front of the characters. <laughs> so why is Nappa powering up or at least seemingly if that doesn't affect anything about the amount of power that he has or has available to him it's not going to change how the characters sense him and yet so I I brought the manga down here I have uh it's the viz translation so this is the end of dbz volume 2 but this would be the end of volume 18 of the original tonkobo Bone run
1: yes uh end of his big number one. Oh, that makes sense too. and i think vegeta's power up is right there in the beginning of his big volume two
0: right so we've got put saying but but i used my full power he did that attack where uh he takes out some of the Saiyan men piccolo takes out the one with the mouth blast and vegeta and napa are unharmed so he's like oh i used you know my full power so Nappa's going all right i'll kill all five of you at once <laughs> thanks for letting me have fun he proceeds to kind of crouch over and the earth starts shaking Tension even says the earth is shaking and then piccolo says i never thought it would be so much now wait a second sean we know we know for a fact that especially piccolo can already sense what the power of these characters would be he knows what he's up against is he just shocked at how destructive that power can be even though he already knows what that power is is I don't even know how to phrase the question
1: it it is very tricky i'm trying to figure out how to start off here.
0: <laughs> all right, so why don't I give you another example? I'm actually glad I thought of this. I primarily think about the TV version, but I know it's in the manga as well. After Nappa is killed and it's uh, Vegeta versus Goku, Vegeta does a very similar thing. The TV version, the sky's all dark and he's got like lightning going on in the background. He's just charging up and Goku's kind of standing there watching him. And I believe in the TV version, this is when it cuts over to lunch. She's wasted in a bar thinking about Tenshinhan. But it's a similar scene where it's they know what their opponent's power is. If they can't suppress their key, their power, what is it that they're doing?
1: Well, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good amount of fan in, in this cause a lot of it's all conjecture. We never get a real clear explanation of what's going on with them, what the difference is between your average space thug's method of powering up and what the special version that the Earthling Warriors do. Right. But I think the first thing we can actually go back to is during the King Piccolo arc, yeah, or uh, rather right after it, Goku's uh, managed to work his way up to Kami's temple. He first meets Popo. Right, I mean,
0: that's a whole thing there. Like, Popo's kind of talking down to him about, oh, you're not really as advanced as I thought, or you should be. Right. You can't even right. sense I mean, power? What's wrong with you?
1: Goku's getting his butt kicked because, you know, he's too upfront about it. He's He has no actual finesse. And Popo is able to kick his butt so easily because he's actually doing the same thing we see the Earthling Warriors do. He's holding himself back and then he's actually only striking when he needs to strike.
0: Right. So he's kind of letting out those kind of bursts of power. Similar, I guess, almost to the Kaioken that we see later on. And so I remember this very well. Goku's relying so much on his eyes and then he gets blindfolded. He's supposed to feel Popo's ki and sense out where he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Goku actually doesn't think much of uh, Popo at first. He doesn't think he's very strong because Goku has actually already displayed some ability to sense ki at this point.
0: Right. Right. But nothing... He used to
1: track down Pickle. I don't
0: know. It, it's kind of almost... I can just sense a vague big power over that way. It's not integrated into his actual fighting technique yet.
1: Yes, yes, it's not it's not a very particularly uh sharpened skill yet. Right. But uh it's Popo introduces this whole thing. It's quiet as a stri- crouches quiet as the sky, strike quicker than lightning, that whole thing.
0: Right, which turns into a wonderful anime filler where Goku versus lightning.
1: But it's an interesting comparison because Goku is, at this point, still fighting the same way that your average space thug fights. Mm,
0: Right, just relying on his eyes. He
1: hasn't learned yet. He and the other humans, they all eventually learn this, learn how to do this training under Kami. Right, right.
0: So that kind of brings it back to, all right, these are the Earthlings. They're special. Vegeta and Nappa are not special in this regard. What are they doing?
1: The term usually applied to it on other communities is they call it something something called surfacing their power.
0: Okay, I can understand that. I would almost describe it that exact same way. Because that's what it seems like to me. And to kind of give an example that I think I actually wrote, I don't remember what I wrote in the thread, so hopefully I'm talking about the same thing. Napa's power is what it is. So why would he do something like this? I think back to that, I referenced it last podcast episode, I think, the mouth blast that he uses against Go coup he seems like he's struggling for a little bit maybe it's just to build up the attack or whatever but seems like he needs to focus all of his energy into it does he need to focus the power into little bits or if he didn't focus it would it still be spread throughout his body in a way so like let's say he has a i don't even almost want to get here but let's say he has a battle power of x whatever that number is if he didn't focus all of x into that mouth blast because he can't suppress and distribute his key the way the other characters can would it be almost one third of x that comes out through the mouth unless he focused it
1: i suppose so um even before we learned we had the whole uh again harking back to original dragon ball we see how attacks can vary in power depending on things like effort and how trained you are with them yeah sure career and when he first ripped out a Kamehameha. It would have won him the battle if against Joutsu if it was actually fully trained and all. So mm, right. attacks tend to come down more to, uh, I suppose, effort and how much you've trained with them or whatnot. Uh, you know, I, I guess it, it is really all about effort more than anything else.
0: And to take it over to another attack, the Kikoho that Tenshinhan uses. That's an attack that's stronger than the user in a way because it can kill him if he uses it and the same with the mafuba it's kind of a more spiritual thing i always got from the mafuba as opposed to the kikoho like it kind of drains your life force if you steal away this demon or whatever but those attacks are are so different in the way that they're used and just the technique itself feels so different from something like what Nappa and Vegeta right. do, which is just kind of
1: blah, yeah. here's power. Right. Well, yeah, I think it, it all just boils down to how much effort you're putting into things. I mean, there's a difference between, you know, playfully punching someone on the shoulder and actually full force slugging them in the jaw to knock them out. Right.
0: I mean, the classic example there is always Goku slapping Chi-Chi on the back and she goes flying. But yeah. by this point, just any slight touch that he does to anything should probably make it explode.
1: Right, right. That's, that's, well, you know, even the, these guys who can't control their battle powers are able to press buttons in their ship without sending their whole <laughs> right. fist through it. But <laughs> sure. that, that's probably, you know, a different thing we don't have to worry about. But uh, anyway, in the same way is, you know, with the punch example, there's a big difference between a very small Kamehameha that Goku used to use to, say, propel himself through the air, mm. keep from getting ringed out before he could fly, and an actual big, fully charged Kamehameha that he uses as a finisher move. Right, right. And I think the same thing, I think it's just a matter of effort when we're talking about how Vegeta and Nappa and most other people power up. It's not so much that they're actually controlling or changing their battle power, like, all right, I'm gonna hold this much in reserve and only bring it out when I need it. It's, It's more a matter of just pumping up for battle. They're just, they're essentially flexing.
0: Okay, and while that makes sense, I feel like it doesn't back up the way that Toriyama's written it
1: yeah it doesn't completely cover it
0: now is that just I've talked about this uh, the point of battle powers was that battle powers are unreliable and we shouldn't even talk about battle powers so is that just Toriyama not really thinking this through well enough and it's just a serialization and it's just going to go on and on people are going to read it maybe they'll read it in collected forms not the type of thing that we're going to go back and be like wait a minute why does he have sparks there was Nappa Super Saiyan 2 (laughs) Ha.
1: Uh, Don't even get me started on that.
0: (laughs) But is that it where it's just that's Toriyama's writing style and he's an amazing artist and an amazing writer in many regards, but the well thought out power comparison consistency isn't necessarily one of them?
1: I guess you could label it that. It could be like a slight careless little confusion, Mm. especially for something he ended up introducing as such a crucial plot point later about being able to control your power or not. But I think, I think it was just a matter of uh, he wasn't thinking that hard about it and probably don't really have to.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you, you were talking about random space thugs earlier, and I'm pretty sure I saw you writing something about this. Take Frieza's goons for example, what are they doing? How are they channeling power? I think for the average soldier who's got this blaster arm cannon thing, do you think they're using any of their own key or is it kind of this mechanical device that's doing it for them?
1: I'm pretty sure, you know, we, we never got much of an explanation. They were just a, mainly yeah. a prop for show in the mind itself. but I'm pretty sure one of the guidebooks said they actually are devices that somehow maybe amplify the uh, key of weaker, okay, weaker guys who don't have enough to use it. On their own. Right,
0: so you slap it on Farmer and maybe he can at least pew-pew some BB guns to someone. (laughs) Yeah. So what other comparisons can we draw between the, I guess, all the villains up until freezer really. And he, I guess Ginyu. Was Ginyu the first one that we see that can change his battle power at will? He seems to understand and he knows that Goku is holding back. And he kind of, not kind of, yes. he demands that Goku show him Goku's true power, which turns into the 180,000 and Kaioken. From the Kaioken, right, yeah. all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ginyu's the first one. He's typed up as being the special one. He's the leader of the whole pack there. Right. He is the first one shown to be able to actually control his battle power instead of just pumping up like other people. And does
0: Ginyu do it himself as well? Does he change his battle power? Yes,
1: he actually does. Okay. He uh he was fighting Goku evenly for a little bit, then he's like we get a little teaser about it from G saying even if his battle power is whatever, it's nothing compared to the captains.
0: Right, right. And I remember he does one of his little poses and starts. Then powering yeah, up.
1: then he poses, he he powers up. Goku's like, oh crap.
0: Okay, sure.
1: And that's when Goku actually starts using, he's forced to use the Kaioken. Right, right.
0: And I know there's lots of questions throughout that and throughout the Frieza arc is, was Goku using Kaioken the entire time? And we don't see the trails of the Kaioken, so but well, i guess that's the subject again for another that's day.
1: that's an entire different topic that's that's more about an old excuse for people trying to uh, make sense of the oh right incorrectly translated power levels
0: <laughs> all right so we can ignore greg yet again and some of his own yeah. stuff all right so uh i guess take me a little further after we have ginyu here really we're on to frieza next and he's a- another character that can mask his battle power in a way but then it turns into an entirely different thing with transformations and you and I talked uh, many I feel like years ago at this point uh, we kind of focused it around Kula and the yeah. types of transformations but why is it that they need to transform what's the exact reasoning is it a way to keep their power under control so it doesn't make them explode but I guess so freezes the next one in line here that's different uh, but then it starts to become the norm after Ginyu that the villains can change their key at will or do they not do the villains all just become so strong that key manipulation and hiding isn't even an issue maybe the answer to that is well we get 17 and 18 who have no key to sense
1: yeah and they're they've got robotic parts so they've probably got their their cybernetic parts actually controlling their power for them. Right, so
0: maybe that's the next part of that right. whole story plot point, where it's ah, and See, then,
1: And then you've got Cell, who's actually built from all the heroes who can do it anyway, so it's probably just another thing he inherited. Mm, right, right. And then Majin Buu is magic. So
0: <laughs> so everything's played differently from there on out, but I guess... Right, it's
1: a whole new ballgame. They game
0: are continuations of the same thing, where it's can they suppress... Cell does do that. Cell does suppress his yeah, key.
1: Cell does it a lot sneak sneaking around absorbing people Exactly, exactly. I know hiding. Piccolo's like
0: I can't sense you. He uses Taioken to blind everyone and run off. So,
1: they have to use a plane to try and chase him because <laughs> he'd sense them coming. Right, right. And this is good stuff. Trying to fly.
0: So, it it does kind of rear its head again the more we're talking about it. So, it's not just a Saiyan arc and midway through the Frieza arc thing. It is played up as a plot point for right. at least well, the next well, story after arc. After the
1: Frieza arc, we never end up dealing with average space thugs again yeah. other than maybe like people Bobity have taken over i mean everything you know, takes place on earth and it's new extraordinary circumstances so it really it didn't have much of an opportunity to come into play again
0: right i guess the closest would be uh avocado from the jump super animator yeah. special where they come back Yeah, and
1: that, that was all kinds of goofy anime. right and it was all played <laughs> up
0: for laughs the fact that they have scouters and Let's throw the kids at them. So, so uh, you know, now that I think about it, this whole concept of hiding key did go further than I thought it did. So maybe Toriyama was sticking with it because I was thinking, oh, you know, he uses it and he abandons it and it's not a thing anymore. But he does go back to the well there a little bit.
1: He does use it. Yeah. And, and in the Majibu arc, there's people hiding their key and all too being able to censor it or whatnot. We've got uh, everyone trying to hide from Bobby and Dabra up on the cliff. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yep. They they somehow magically can tell they're there anyway. Oh yeah, I remember
0: Dabra's he's kinda like snidely looking to the side going, I know they're up there, but I'm not gonna do anything yeah. about it.
1: And then like we've also got uh Majin Buu not being able to sense key before, but then when he ends up in his uh big buff evil form, he suddenly can, he flies right up there to mm-hmm.
0: uh Right.
1: Force him to bring out go tanks. Right, right. So yeah, it does come up as plot points huh. here and there afterwards. We've got a Vegito chastising Boo for, you know, not trying to track him with his key. Mm, right. Instead of looking with his eyes. Okay, okay. Yeah, we, we got we got things like that. That's off the top of my head.
0: Gotcha. All right. So it is more than I thought it was. So I got to give Toriyama a little bit more credit here, I suppose.
1: Well, it's that part of it that part of it stuck around, but it, all that really disappeared and the key point here is uh Scouters. They're what disappeared.
0: Right, right.
1: So all that all that really ended up going away was one particular method of sensing key.
0: Okay. Is there anything else to go back to? I I feel like we kind of just have to toss to the side these situations where people like Nappa and Vegeta are seemingly powering up. Because if you try to answer it too much, then it contradicts what Toriyama writes. So if you just Sort of answer it. You can fudge it to work a little bit. Mm,
1: yeah, I guess we've already talked now about uh, like instances of when it happened, when it didn't, mm-hmm. but uh, we want to go back into the whys and hows and yeah, yeah, theories tossing around. Well, like I mentioned earlier, it's they seem to just be basically the equivalent of just flexing their muscles showing off Mm -hmm. and preparing to fight. And like I mentioned before, it would appear to be, it's more a matter of effort than anything else.
0: Uh, All right. So I guess my question would be taking it back to, again, the exact same example that I was reading from the manga. Why is Piccolo suddenly shocked? Wouldn't he know what that power was? Was it just the way that Nappa decided to start using that power?
1: I don't know. It's it's, that was when he actually started to fight. He got serious right away. Uh, Vegeta later, he was toying around with Goku a little bit before he he did his own big power-up. Sure. But uh, what it boils down to is, apparently, for for some reason or another, naturally, key sensing, you know, with your own brain, it seems to be at a disadvantage that it can actually be hard to judge people accurately Mm. unless they're actually going full force. Okay. Now, I'm just throwing the hands up there. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works or why that would be the case, but I mean, it's, it seems to be how that seems to be how and why.
0: So, give me an example of how that would be a disadvantage to someone. What happened that made that not work out for someone?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Big example would be uh, when everyone was fighting Frieza. First one, Frieza showed oh, up. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, the Grand Elders just died. Burunga's disappeared. Dra- the Dragon Balls have turned to stone. Right. Frieza shows up, and up to this point, Vegeta's been learning how to sense key, He's been self-teaching himself the whole time he was on his way to and running around Namek. And he thinks he might stand a chance at this point. I mean, he's still pretty scared out of his pants mm-hmm. about the press. But, you know, he thinks, you know, with Gohan and Krillin backing him up there, he might actually have a chance.
0: All right, so a couple things here. Would part of that just be beginner's rustiness?
1: Could Could be. Could be. He has he does have a hard time properly identifying people earlier. Like other people sense the Ginyu Force coming before he Right, does. and
0: then if when he hones in on it, he he actually counts out how many there are.
1: Yeah, Gohan's able to evade him that one time. Right. Or right. was it three of them together? I, I can't remember. Right.
0: Okay, and then my next question would be is he sensing accurately enough Frieza's first form and then just miss thinking what the second form could be
1: that could that could be it uh but we also get that same reaction from krillin in that battle yeah frieza frieza shows up he's gonna fight them he does his powering up thing and even then both of them are suddenly sh- all shocked krillin's given that same oh geez i never even imagined yeah
0: which we'll hear so, what like three more times if,
1: if, yeah and we'll we know when krillin and uh gohan first arrived on namek they had everybody fly by them and they could sense yep. them, oh, holy crap, these people are strong. And they could already tell that Frieza was far and above the strongest thing on the planet.
0: Oh, yeah. They were crapping their pants there.
1: But it wasn't until now when Frieza's actually there and pumping up about to fight them that they actually realized the full scope of his power all mm. of a sudden. Okay. So that could be that could be one example of it.
0: All right. That's Other good.
1: Being of it actually ending up uh, a bad downside. And
0: right. Because at that point- ignoring Vegeta, those two well, maybe not Gohan, he's got trouble, but
1: yeah, Krillin at least is pretty experienced he
0: should be able to do it well enough at this point to gauge someone's power, he's been through the 23rd Budokai, he's been through the Saiyan arc and all of his own individual training so, uh, especially up there with Popo and God, he should be okay by now, so maybe that's just his role to keep fucking up.
1: Other examples, I'm just going to list the same ones I had in the thread here, Okay, got Perfect cell when Gohan first went Super Saiyan two right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Cell's all like, "Oh yeah, this will be interesting. Finally, I'm gonna get a good fight out of you." Yeah, but he doesn't actually seem to realize how much trouble he's in until he's well, suddenly on his knees, bleeding. Is from that Gohan attacking him?
0: That's just the arrogance of the villain, isn't it? It could,
1: it could be, but it's 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 always uh, nice to have another explanation for that because some people can see that as a cop out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he. Didn't seem to actually realize how badly Gohan outclassed him until he was getting the crap beat out of him. Okay. And Gohan, likewise, he uh, he underestimated Cell. Yeah, when yeah. When Cell came back, he sure after did. After regenerating and getting more powerful, he underestimated how powerful Cell had become and got himself crippled in the process.
0: Well, not only just underestimating the power of it, but just underestimating the lengths to which Cell was willing to go, which was basically blow himself up.
1: That too. I think. I think the actual line is the actual line after Gohan gets injured is. Cell gained more power than I thought, right. something like that. So, sure. Uh, other examples: we've got in the Majin Buu arc, we've got a Super Saiyan three Goku when he went to stall Buu and Bobbity. Mm, yeah, he's uh, playing around with Buu a little bit. Basically, he's really only stalling for time, so he's not actually trying his hardest. Right, he's not putting much into the fight. And when he comes back, nobody is sure whether or not he could have actually taken Boo out or not.
0: Yeah, he's saying that he could have, but no one else is sure. And... Yeah,
1: Goku's Goku's vague about it. He later admits he could have when he's about to fight uh, right. Pure Boo. And I think Piccolo kind of knew he actually could anyway. It's like they give each other those
0: little <laughs> <smirks>. <laughs> those looks like you dick. Like like you could have done, you done it. You jerk. You should have.
1: Right. So we got that. I, there, those are a few ex- examples okay. from other points in the series. Where those Mike are all pretty good. It's where it's, it could be hard to accurately judge someone's power unless they're actually going all out.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Uh, another another one I didn't include in the thread is Vegito again. Let's go back to him. Sure. I love him. Buu can sense Key at this point, too. He keeps getting his butt kicked by Vegito. He doesn't realize how much stronger than him Vegito is eh, because it could be because Vegito's barely trying again.
0: Right. Right.
1: He, d- he might not be able to accurately feel Vegito's power.
0: The whole point of Vegito was that there was. No obstacle he couldn't overcome there, so right. he's just messing around, not to the same degree that we see Super Saiyan Four Gogeta go to. Oh yeah, <laughs> quite a ways down the line, but
1: let's not get
0: to that. <laughs> well, we will in due time. We certainly eventually. Will. Twenty twenty. All right. So those are all great examples of sensing key. This in well, I don't want to say an innate ability because it is learned and it's learned honed ability. over naturally, time. Naturally, sensing key
1: naturally. Right. Is, but as, as instead of as opposed to using a tool of any sort.
0: Right. I guess we can classify these examples as not being as necessarily accurate enough as a scouter would be to right. the degree they need it to be to handle the fight properly.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's there, you can see a trend there where it may be an, an unintentional trend on Toriyama's part, but it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that even though for the entire the series as a whole, Sensing Key naturally ends up becoming so advantageous over using a scouter for a variety of reasons. But yeah. the idea that it still has its one particular little weakness is a, a nice... Albeit probably, again, unintentional touch.
0: Sure. So, man, I feel like we covered kind of a, a bunch of mini <laughs> little aspects of Without this actually... larger discussion, which is why are the villains powering up when they shouldn't need to power up? But again, I don't know that we can answer the question. So we kind of have to tackle all these other things along the way right. to give an idea of why we shouldn't answer the question.
1: Yeah, well, I, that's to be expected because in the end, it is a bit of a minor plot hole. Mm-hmm. And all we're really doing is trying to gather up, come like try to come up with some explanation that fits, even if one <laughs> right. was never actually given.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. But that is uh, what we do so many years after the completion of this series. That's our job. And we, well, you take it seriously. I do other things.
1: Uh, I'm trying to get out of it myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I'm going to keep pulling you back in, even when you don't want it.
1: Uh, okay. Well, should I end it with my masterful analogy here? Please. So it, it seems to be that we've got these different methods. We've got different methods of both powering up and different methods of actually sensing power being used. And they all intersect in different ways and some work better with others. Natural, key, someone who senses key naturally might have a hard time judging power if someone's not actually fighting. Someone with a scouter, on the other hand, would be able to, you know, the number would never change whether they're putting effort or not. But then somebody who can control their key is actually able to fool both key sensors and scouters. It's it's all mixes together. It's very interesting. It is actually, if you ask me, it's one of the part things that made the entire cyan to Frieza arc most interesting. I agree. So to pull it into an analogy, let's pretend that key is muscles. Okay. You've got everybody out there has muscles to some degree. We assume, and let's pretend that everybody wears shirts. What the average space thug is capable of doing is basically they just rip off their shirts and flex. Uh huh. You could already tell before it's just like a short sleeve T-shirt. You can already tell they had some muscles, you can see their arms and their ne- and their neck and stuff like that. But uh. Until they actually, you know, go bare chest and flex, you might not actually re- be able to realize like, oh, this guy is actually in better shape than this guy uh-huh. without looking closely.
0: You know, well enough because t-shirts aren't really hiding a whole lot, but no. maybe it's a, a four pack versus a six pack down there.
1: Yeah. Something like <laughs> okay. that. Or, you know, hiding a beer belly. You never know. So someone who only relies on, you know, judging strength by looks is now going to be able to have a much better idea of the, the how good good a shape that person is in and how strong they're even you know compare them to the people next to them right uh wearing a scouter using a scouter would be different in that using a scouter is like having a sticky note right on right there on their forehead mm-hmm. listing a number of how much you can bench press okay so you've got you've got like a strictest possible numeric representation of someone's raw strength right there to see you don't need to bother looking at anything else mm-hmm. because you can see the notes like oh That guy's stronger than that guy. Now, what people who can control their power can do is something very special and out of the ordinary. What they can do is essentially wear lots of baggy clothing to cover up all their muscles, maybe stuff a pillow under there to make it look like they got a beer gut. And they even go to such lengths as to wear a hat to hide their sticky note.
0: Got it. <laughs> so maybe you can see like the bottom portion of the note there with the number, but it's not really helpful.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like it's like you have no idea how strong this person is, if they even have any muscles at all, if they're like a total fat sore, if they're like an 80 pound Twilight vampire weakling under there or something. Who knows? Got it. But uh, you have no idea until suddenly they rip off the hat and shirt and flex like everyone else. And suddenly now you can tell. So yeah, that's analogy wise. That's the best way I can put it. Certainly, hopefully more clear than me just babbling unpreparedly for the last half hour or so. <laughs> <Like I laughs> it's been-
0: great. All right, we'll wrap it up. And the way we're going to wrap it up is I'm going to ask you, what is GTR and what is up with GTR lately?
1: After five months of delay and turmoil, late, about this time last month, I managed to put up a new chapter, chapter 15. Yay. Of? of gt revised my fanfiction.
0: all right and where can people go to read it
1: uh we have i have a form thread right for it on the kanzenshu forms
0: in the fanworks section in area. the
1: fanworks section yes and that's actually the optimal place to start because i not only post links to the chapters i put all kinds of bonus goodies i put artwork i put little preview excerpts i put character and planet bios stuff like that
0: so go check that out yes all right we're gonna wrap it up and by we're going to wrap it up, I mean we have wrapped it up. We're done here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Get back to work. Go correct grammar. Yay. So there you go. It's been crazy the last couple of weeks here at ConsentsU. It's going to continue to be crazy over the next couple of weeks. So uh, we're going to try and always have an episode for you week in, week out. That is our goal. Provide you with amazing interesting fun engaging Dragon Ball content even if that means that I talk to myself for about five minutes before I cut over to some other interesting people also talking about Dragon Ball we love this series we know you love this series and we want to do everything in our power to just all love this series together like some giant awkward celebration of love over the internet. I shouldn't be allowed to talk to myself like this. This is terrible. We're going to wrap it up. So, Kanzenshu, wwwk dot Dot com. That is the one and only central location for everything Dragon Ball you ever need to know. Do you know people who like Dragon Ball and don't already know everything there is to know about Dragon Ball? You know where to point them. Konzen Shu. That's the site you're listening to. The site right now. Somehow you are listening to a website in your ears right now. Point all your friends to it. We got more great content coming your way. Obviously, news continues to be a highlight. We've got this Heroes Port. Obviously, the new movie coming next year. We hope to have. Have some little tidbits coming here and there over the next couple months. So it's going to be busy times at Shu. We will never have a lull. I've been doing this for what 14 years now. And there's almost never a downtime. It's so exciting to me. So again, my name has been Mike Vegito EX. This has been a little weird of an episode where I talk for a little bit, I cut away, I come back, and then I basically say goodbye. But here you go. Episode 308 of our show. We'll be back in your ears next week with episode 309 of our podcast here at KonZenshu. We've got myself. We've got Heath. We've got Jake. We've got Julian. Sometimes we got Mary. Hopefully our buddy Jeff will be joining us again in the future with multiple announcements of awesomeness and even more awesomeness. You know what the awesomeness is. So we're uh we're heading in that direction. Folks, 308, check in next week for 309. Later, have a lovely one. Whatever that one is, whether it's a week or a weekend. I don't know when you're listening to this. Maybe in your bed at like 3 a.m. listening to us as we go to sleep. That's not weird at all, right? No, that's totally cool.
1: See ya.